0: Matthew chapter
1: 1, verse 17 through 25. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David unto the carrying away into Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. Now the birth of Christ, of Jesus Christ, was on this wise. When, as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto Mary, unto him his wife, and knew her not, till she had brought forth forth, forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. <coughs> This time, we're going to have our brother Billy come up and give us the message the Lord has laid on his heart.
0: So. Merry Boxing Day. Is that what today is? Boxing Day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the Americans think about boxing, you know, but it's uh, not our holiday. So, um, you know, technology is a wonderful thing, and Andy can take anything out that I say up to a point, which is good because he's had this thing on since between the meetings, including trips to the back. So, He's going to take that out and you'll blip this part out too. My wife thought it necessary that I make a public service announcement for why my face looks like this. I have Omnigron. I'm just kidding. I have <laughs> my, uh, my dermatologist thought this last go-round, she would try something different. Normally, uh, when I go, they tell me, shame, 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 you did these things when you were young. Idiots. We sit out in the sun, we, we soak up as much as we can and then we think we look better for it, but what we're really doing is doing a terrible disservice to our skin. And so the dermatologist will usually take this little gun and freeze spots on your head, and it hurts. It hurts bad. And so she said, we will try a cream this time. She said, now wait, because you can't go outside when you do this. You can't be exposed to the sun. It will not hurt, but you will have, i got to do it for two weeks, and as I'm doing it, she said, it's going to start peeling off these little spots that I would normally be freezing. So it's not the chicken pox, it's not Omicron, it's simply the, we are eight days into the regiment and it's starting and it's very visible. Tonight it won't look so bad, at least that's what the kids tell you, but in the morning it looks bad. So that was my public service announcement, now we'll start. Welcome, it's good to have you folks at Claremont Bible Fellowship. If you would open your Bibles to the book of Matthew and the place where the scripture reading was this morning and the kids are here and so we're going to talk a little bit about The Christmas story, and we'll begin just by asking: This is for those 11 and under. Who is the Christmas story about? Jesus. Jesus. That is who we gather or who we celebrate. He was born, and where was Jesus born? Gabby, not the temple, but where? What city? What city? Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Very good. And if you look. when the announcement came about Jesus's birth, who announced the birth? Angels, angels. and who did they come to first? Mary. Well, that that's true. Gabriel came to Mary first, right? But when they were going to tell everybody that Jesus was born, they came. The angels came to a certain group of people and talked shepherds. to the shepherds. Very good. And then we uh, next we think about uh, the. The kings that came from the east, and they brought gifts. What were the gifts? Does anyone know? Frankie? Three gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which is probably where we get the idea of three kings, is there were three gifts. But we don't know how many kings, right? And if you think about the things in the Christmas story, there are, besides the Lord Jesus, who is the focal point, others that are in the Christmas story. There's His mother, Mary. There's... Uh, the, uh, his cousin John the Baptist there's Zacharias there's a, uh, his wife Elizabeth and there are the uh, there's the manger scene and, and all that but there's also um, a character that's in it that um, stands in the back of the manger scene now one of you young people tell me who's that arrow pointing at there who's that man standing there Joseph, Joseph, Joseph's part of the uh, Christmas story. And we don't, he's not the focal point. He'll be my focal point this morning, but he's not the focal point. Jesus is the focal point, but he is in the, the the story of Christmas. And so we want to see what we can figure out about this guy. He's usually in the background of all the manger scenes, whether it's a wooden carved one or I look, by the way, it's hard to find one without Kings in it, just so you know, <laughs> but Here's one that only has shepherds and, uh, and a few, I guess I'm not sure who that is hanging out in the rafters, but um, there is uh, Joseph standing there in the background. What kind of man did God choose to be the earthly father of his son? Did you ever think about that? So I have some, uh, let's see, I'm supposed to hit the arrows, right? We're going to look at four things today characteristics of Joseph that we find in the scripture. A man of love, a man of faith, a man of obedience, and a man of patience. Now to help out, it would help if you would turn, uh, brothers, if you can get these scriptures. So if I say, can somebody read, somebody can read the scripture for us. What we do know is that he was a carpenter and that is not actually brought out in the Christmas story. That's not, that doesn't come to bear until later in Matthew's Account of the gospel, and it's at a, it's at the town of Nazareth when Jesus comes, and he is at Nazareth, and the uh, people there are listening to him, and they get a little offended at his teaching and his mighty works, and they say this, in verse number 55 of Matthew 13, um, well starting 54, and when he had come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue so that they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is this not the carpenter's son? So we do know that by vocation, Joseph was a carpenter. We read that in God's Word. But what was he like? What were his characteristics? Well, Matthew, in the scripture reading this morning, in chapter 1, uh, it said in verse 19, he is a just man. It says, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. So, by the way, that, the title wasn't only Joseph. It was just Joseph, righteous Joseph. And so we're going to look and see. He was not just a good, honest carpenter. He was not just a good old boy. You, don't, you think about this in the world in which we live and what, what constitutes a good guy. Good guys go to work, provide for their family, stop and have beer on the way home, come home to the wife, bring a paycheck. I found that out at the school that I'm at now. One of the first things one of the guys worked at, by the way, that's not true. But, but one of the first things that one of the guys said to me after he found out we were going to be working together, do you drink? I said, of course I drink. Everyone drinks. <laughs> but what are you asking me? He wanted to know if I drank like beer and alcohol because... To him, when we're done with work, where do we head? Where all the men head, to the bar. And I don't think that's, that's the view in a lot of Western culture. What's a good old, a good fella, a good guy, a good old boy? Well, you know what? That wasn't Joseph. That wasn't Joseph. And in the circles i am in, I don't know if that's honoring to the Lord, right? So we, what kind of character was he? Well... We're going to look at some things because the Bible doesn't contain a lot about his background. But the character and excellence of Joseph do emerge in the few verses that God has given us about him. So i want going to actually start by reading the rest of chapter 2. We read chapter 1 of Matthew. I'm going to read chapter 2. Um, let's see if we can get through all 25 verses. And unlike Bill, I do have glasses here, so let's try those. Now starting in verse 1 of chapter 2 After Jesus and this is New King James version this and now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold wise men came from the east to Jerusalem saying where is he who has born, been born king of the Jews for we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him when Herod the king heard this he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him and we had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will be who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod said, sorry, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared and he sent them to bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him brought back bring back word to me that i may come and worship him also and when they heard the king they departed and behold the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was When they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Arise, take his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet (laughs) saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry, and he sent forth and put to death all male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Then he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, and he shall be called a Nazarene. Joseph, we say, is a man of love. Did I put the old clicker somewhere, Andy? Can't find it. I'll find it in a minute. Um, He's a man of love, and he demonstrated his love and tender care and consideration of Mary, even under difficult circumstances. Someone read those two verses in Matthew 1 for me. Okay, I will read them. Matthew 1, 18 and 19. Um, Now the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine what Joseph felt? He was engaged to Mary, to be married to her, and he found out that she was pregnant. She may have explained to him about the angelic announcement, the Holy Spirit conception, but these were a lot for anyone to believe, a lot for Joseph to believe. You can imagine that he would have been hurt deeply and disappointed. We read in um, Luke Chapter 1, if anyone's got that section, read that verse for us.
1: And Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own home
0: Okay. She had gone to visit her cousin Elizabeth and was gone three months. She was pregnant when she came back. Joseph maybe just concluded she was unfaithful to him when she was away during the three-month visit. How? How, he might have thought. How could she have done this? How could she have been unfaithful to a man who truly loved her and then to not even confess and tell him the truth? She kept insisting this was all of God and had pleaded with him to understand. Joseph had never known such emotional stress and trauma and hurt. So at this point, Joseph was left with a few options. Joseph, it says, was a just man. He loved God wanted to do what was right, and according to the law uh, in Deuteronomy, he could have had Mary put to death. Someone read Deuteronomy 22, 23, and 24. If the damsel that is a virgin be betrothed unto a husband, and a man find her in the city and lie with her, then you shall bring them both out unto the gate of that city, and you shall stone them with stones that they die. The damsel, because she cried not...
1: Being in the city and the man because he hath humbled his neighbor's wife. So thou shalt put
0: away evil from among him. Strong words, and that's the Old Testament. The law, notice by the way, said betrothed and then wife. It was a very serious uh, relationship. Uh, you know, today we, it's stronger than today's being engaged. And so the law was if you were engaged and you decided that you were going to be unfaithful, you were to be stoned. So he could have had her put to death. And even if um, he waved off having a public stoning of her, he could at least denounced her publicly. This action would have protected his own reputation. People wouldn't have assumed that it was Joseph who jumped the gun, as it were. They would realize that it was Mary that was in the wrong. But Joseph loved Mary. In spite of her apparent unfaithfulness, there was no desire we see in his heart uh, for revenge. It said in verse 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So for Mary's sake, he decided He would keep things as quiet as possible and break the engagement privately. Maybe he thought she can go back up to where Mary was or to Elizabeth was and have the baby there and avoid the scandal that surely would come there in Nazareth when they realized that she was unmarried and pregnant. Joseph was a man of love and wanted to do what was best for Mary even, even when he thought that she had betrayed him. So, do we, as a practical application, show that same kind of love that Joseph exhibited? When we feel that someone's wronged us, someone's done something that hurt, of it, hurt us, do we look for an opportunity to get back at that person? I know I do. I confess. I, 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 probably, I won't tell a story now, but I get a specific example of thinking, if I can get from where I am to this position and tell that person what she told me, <laughs> Will be right, that's not God's love, right? That's not God's love, and uh, that wasn't that wasn't what Joseph displayed. Do we run away from the scene of our hurt so that we can just forget everything, or do we continue to love that Christian friend and try not to to only do what's right by God's standard, but also what's best for that person who has stepped on us? It's a love that we can't do on our own, but it is possible. Someone read John seventeen.
1: 26
0: for me. All right, good. Jesus, high priestly prayer. Thank you, Frankie. And it was the love that's within that I have for my father, that's the love that you could have as well. So we see that Joseph was a man of love. Next, we see that Joseph was a man of faith. And I don't mean just being a believer in God, but just Joseph lived and walked by faith in the living God. We see in verse number 20, uh, while he thought about these things, after Mary came back, it said, and he was found to be with child, and he began to think, he began to pray. He pondered these things. Uh, It must have been a long time in prayer as he considered what to do about Mary. It's not that he didn't want to believe her, but it seemed incredulous, incredible. It didn't require faith, it required gullibility. It would have been very difficult for him to swallow such a story of fantasy. Um, A virgin birth, never in his knowledge known, Never, as we look back in the scriptures of the Old Testament, was it known. Elijah, Elisha, miracle-working prophets, never once did we read of them uh, uh, performing something that allowed a woman who did not have a man to have a baby. An old man, yes, Abraham and Sarah, but not to have no man. So it was something that he had not seen, and to believe it took more faith than he had. And it was at this point... In the narrative that we read in verse number 20, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary for your your wife. For, and then he went on to explain, the very things Mary was saying. Yes, she's pregnant. Yes, she's a virgin. Yes, it's the Holy Spirit. Yes, you should take her as your wife. And (laughs) what... What relief Joseph would have had. An unexpected um, news, but good news, and the relief that Joseph must have felt when the angel appeared to him. We see that in verse 24 of Matthew chapter 1, uh, one it says, Then Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, and this is, as soon as he gets up from this vision, it said, Did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took to him took Mary to him as his wife. The conception was of the Holy Spirit. Mary was the virgin of Isaiah's messianic prophecy. Someone read Isaiah 7.14 for me. Therefore the Lord himself
1: will give you a sign.
0: Behold, a virgin will be with child
1: and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel.
0: So the shocker, the girl that he's engaged to, the prophecies that he had been taught in the Old Testament, it's her, Mary. Mary, his his fiancée, is the virgin that was referred to by the prophet. And the child that she's going to have is the long-awaited Messiah. Can you imagine emotionally what's going on with Joseph at this point? And he, the carpenter, is going to be the father to raise the son of God. <laughs> what that must have felt like to him. So practical application: the faith that Joseph, uh, sh- or the faith of Joseph, should be an example to us all. First of all, ne- notice that he never questioned the angel or doubted the revelation given to him, and notice that the a- angel never questioned Joseph. He didn't rebuke him for not believing Mary. This was something that God gave divine revelation uh, for him to believe. He's not looking for blind faith or gullible faith. God's looking for, he calls us to a reasonable faith and a faith that's grounded in his revealed word. When the angel talked to Joseph, he pointed to the Old Testament prophecies concerning the Messiah. Those are the things he, when he was telling Joseph what was going on, he said, this He pointed to something that Joseph would have understood. So we could have the same faith that Joseph demonstrates. Thirdly, it says Joseph was a man of obedience. He readily obeyed the angel's command to take Mary, his wife. But that command, you might say, well, it's easy. That's he wanted to marry her. All right, but he still was marrying a person who's three months pregnant. That means, do your math, in six months she's going to give birth and people are going to look at him. Oh. Oh. So it wasn't necessarily as easy as you thought. He took on all those accusations and the stigma that were sure to follow. And, and notice this implication. Somebody read um, um, John 8.41. It was like 30 years after where we're at now in the narrative, but read John 8.41. Charge. You are doing the deeds of your father. They said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Yeah. So he's having this discussion with the, with the Pharisees, and he's back and forth about Abraham's seed, and if you were children of Abraham, you know what's going on. And they, they throw this out. We weren't born of fornication. Where did you think they got that from? Do you think that they, under, they, they knew what was said about Jesus in the town of Nazareth? It's very possible they understood exactly what they were saying in that, in that accusation. But Joseph, taking all that on, he obeyed the angel's message, regardless of the consequences. And a further example of his o- obedience is found in Matthew 2, chapter, chapter 2, 13 and 14. Does someone have that? Now when they had departed,
1: behold, angel of the Lord
0: appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the child, and leave Egypt and I stay there until I bring you word. For Herod received the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. All right. So the obedience of Joseph. After he was born, an angel said, now listen, Herod's going to seek to kill the child. Go to Egypt. And he quickly got on his Google to find the cheapest flight. And No. But he got up. He said he left at night. He left right away. That wouldn't have been an easy journey about 300 miles, he likely went on donkey, or had her on donkey, unfamiliar place that he was going to, and, and then having to set up shop there. And then having set up shop there, we read later on, that he called him back. He said, all right, Herod's dead, come back. So he came back. He was obedient. Uh, Joseph was obedient. So are we obedient like Joseph? To the Lord's commands, do we, we obey quickly? Do we obey partially? Do we obey the command to verbalize the message? What does Mark 16, 15 say? He said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every preacher. All right. Am I, am I, am I, I mean, verbally preaching? Am I sharing Christ, whether I'm in Jerusalem, Judea, or in the uttermost parts of the earth? Am I following that? Am I guilty of the sin of criticizing and complaining about circumstances? Oh, there's COVID. We can't do anything. Oh, it was us. It's convenient in our lives to be that way, isn't it? But do we trust the Lord even when tragedy strikes and the future looks like it's up for grabs? And we're not sure what's coming next. The writer of the Proverbs says this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's a very tough thing. We kind of have a way we think things are supposed to go. When it doesn't go that way, we're baffled. He says, don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge who God, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. So the last is Joseph was a man of patience. And uh, just a few thoughts about that. We already saw that he wasn't given to rash reaction. He thought about his course of action. And it also says in Matthew 1.25 that he did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. Due to the audience age, we will not speak about the uh, specific meaning of that, but understand what that entailed for Joseph to have to do. And it may be because the prophecy said that a virgin not only would conceive, but bear. Now think that through. She was pure when she conceived, and it wouldn't have changed anything if, if there was, you know, as far as the divine nature of God. But Joseph, whether the angel told him to or not, chose not to know her until the child was born. He was a man of patience. Do we practice that kind of patience today? Um, I pray that we do. Uh, So during the holiday season, this figure of Joseph that's in the back of the um, holiday, about the manger scene, let him be a reminder of. of his example of love, faith, obedience, and patience. I was going to have Andy play a song, but I don't think we'd be able to hear it. We're out of time anyway. So this is, when you go home, you can Google it. Michael Card sings this song. You may recall Larry sang it one time here. And this is a song from the perspective of Joseph, the mother, or so the husband of Mary. And I'll just read the words to you. It says, how could it be this baby in my arms, sleeping now so peacefully, the son of God, The angel said, How could it be? Lord, I know he's not my own. He's not of my flesh. He's not of my bones. Still, Father, let this baby be the son of my love. Father, show me where I fit into this plant of yours. How can a man be father to the Son of God? Lord, for all my life I've been a simple carpenter. How can I raise a king? How can I raise a king? He looks so small, his face, his hands, so fair. And when he cries, the sun just seems to disappear. But when he laughs, it shines again. How can it be? So you could ponder those words as we ponder this background man in the manger scene, Joseph, this morning. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you as we think about the plan of salvation. You would say, the Scripture would say of Mary, she is blessed of all women. Hail, Thou favored one. We don't read such salutations or greetings to Joseph, but we realize too, Father, that it wasn't a random choice, that you had your reason for selecting him to be the earthly father, the one in the home where Jesus would have grown up. Not as true, Father, that was you, or that is you, but the one that would have the responsibility and the earthly upbringing. So we pray that the things that we've looked at today, Joseph's love and his obedience, his faith and his patience, would be something that we would uh, internalize, Father, and ourselves demonstrate as we continue to be reminded of and to praise the Savior. We celebrate his birth at this time. It's in his name we pray. Amen.